Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And uh, good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, our new time, 9.30 Tuesday morning. We're sponsored by Friends of the Earth, of course. Check them out at foe.org.au. I'm John Langer, and this week on the road for renewable energy and into an activist Skillshare workshop with a special focus on creativity. Pat Simons is the community coordinator for Yes to Renewables and the Yes to Renewables campaign. And this Thursday, he's on the road to take part in a number of forums in Western Australia. Uh, sir, <laughs> sorry, no, you're not going that far, are you, far, are not, you Pat? Not, no, not, not across the Nullarbor. No, no, not no. yet. Western Victoria. And you're going to be talking about uh, renewable energy policy and hearing from communities about what they're thinking about renewable energy and particularly wanting to hear about their views about the Andrews government and their policies on renewable energy. So thanks for coming in for to Dirt Radio. Great to be here, John. Now, I want to ask a question. This is maybe a little provocative, but let me ask a question. Who's saying you call yourselves yes to renewables? I want to know who's saying no to renewable energy and why we should be keeping an eye on those people saying no. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question, actually. Um, I mean, the the first uh, villains that would pop into my head would be some of the the shadowy backroom characters, such as the Institute of um, Public Affairs, um, you know, the IPA, um, you know, which yes. is a right wing think tank. Uh, they they, despite not being known by a lot of people, they contribute to a lot of the the coalition's policies. Uh, on renewables and and you contribute to, to spreading misinformation about renewable energy. So, but you know, large fossil fuel companies would would also be the the main targets there. In terms of Victoria and what I've been reading mm-hmm. about, and and I'm sure this is part of what you've been campaigning. But I understand Matthew Guy and the coalition you've just mentioned them mm-hmm. are actually throwing up a lot of misinformation about this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, in the last few months, we, we've seen we've seen the Matthew Guy opposition take a disappointing turn in in their stance on renewables. Um, for for quite some time, you know, we were we were quite happy to to open the space for the opposition to say you can lead on renewables too. You know, we're we're dedicated to to cross party support on renewable energy. Um, but earlier this year, we we saw them come out and. And, and pledged to axe the Victorian renewable energy target if they were elected in 2018. Now, that that's quite a strange stance to take. You know, they, they haven't explained what their own energy policies are. They haven't explained about how they plan to bring on new energy supply into the, into the market, what, what they plan to do for jobs, um, what they plan to do for electricity prices. So to us, this is a bit of a do-nothing approach that really risks job losses and and energy price rises. So it's really disappointing. 
Uh, I I don't want to go off on a tangent, Mm -hmm. but this this is actually interesting because you're basically saying they've come out with a statement saying, no, we don't support uh, Victoria's renewable energy target. Mm -hmm. Where, Where is this coming from? Are they arguing basically that closing Hazelwood and all those kinds of things is is something that we shouldn't be doing, and and uh, are we going down the wrong track? Yeah, Matthew Guy, the opposition leader, has taken quite a strange um, stance. You know, they're, they're um, basically indicating that it's, it's very unclear what their actual policy is, but they've indicated that they would, you know, try and keep coal plants open, um, even though many of them are ageing and are slated to close, you know, in the coming decade or more. Uh, mm. So it is really strange that they would be opposing intervention in the market to support renewables. So their, their stance is quite contradictory. Uh, they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too, you know, intervene in the market to support coal, but claim, you know, take a market's uh, a pro-market stance uh, when it comes to renewables. But if you look at if you look at what's happening, you know, in the in- investment side of um, the energy market, it's all geared towards renewable energy. You know, wind and solar are actually the most affordable new generation. So um, if, if they're serious about mm-hmm. supporting the, the most affordable energy, they will actually, um, you know, look at reviewing their current stance on Victoria's renewable energy target because at the moment it's, it's the only serious policy that's bringing on new affordable generation. I, I, I really like the way you're talking about the, uh, the, market, the market forces because this is, of mm-hmm. course, you know, something that they, they always fall back on. And uh, you're saying, and I think lots of other people are saying, well, if the market is actually supposed to be happening the way you say it's supposed to, you should not be, you know, coming in and saying, let's hold it up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the relying, depending on the market has, has been one of the problems that's led to things like, um, you know, unexpected coal closures that, you know, there is a role for government in, in stepping in and, you know, mm. making planning decisions that actually bring on new generation. And that's exactly what the um, Victoria's Renewable Energy Target will do. Now, to go on to some more, some, some of the things that Yester Renewables is doing and you're involved in, you are mobilizing a number of strategies in precisely to, to, to counter these naysayers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you're doing is you've launched a community survey and you want people to fill it out. Tell us about that and is there still time to fill it out? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean... Why did we launch this? So, as you mentioned, the, the opposition have been making some false claims about renewables, claiming they push up energy prices and cause blackouts. And so they've launched a survey to their constituents that kind of make these strange claims. So we decided to respond to that with our own survey. And it's it's basically about, you know, what kind of energy future do Victorians want to see for, for their state? Do you want to see more renewable energy? Do you want to see more wind, solar power? Do you, or do you want to see coal and, and gas? And mm-hmm. Um, so people can still take the survey. It's a Survey Monkey link, so I can I can read it out. Um, sure, we yep. do things on the cheap, so yeah. Um, and so, we'll, look, we'll put it. We'll definitely put it on our Dirt Dirt Radio webpage. Okay, and, fantastic. And, yeah, yeah, on the on the on the Facebook page as well. Okay, great. Well, if people want to take it, they can just go to SurveyMonkey.com/r/VicEnergyFuture, and the survey is there to do. Okay, and look, the other thing I wanted to ask about the um, the survey is, as I understand it, you, you also want to publish the results of your survey and get them around widely through Victoria, but particularly in particular areas. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, so you know we're concerned that with this dodgy survey that the opposition are circulating, that they're going to be contributing to misinformation in the community. It's 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 not right that politicians you know spread misinformation that gives people the wrong idea about energy options. So we want to take the results of our survey, you know, assessing people's attitudes in the community, and and actually advertise those results. In, in liberal seats um, or in marginal seats uh, because those are the people that, you know, they, mm. need, to, they need to hear what people actually think um, instead of just hearing spin from um, politicians that oppose bringing on more renewable energy. And so you're, you're looking for donations, as I understand it, to try and get some billboards and maybe some ads in papers? Uh, at, at this point, I, I don't think we need billboards. You know, there's a time for billboards, <laughs> but at this point, we're just going for the ads. You know, okay. really targeted. Right. Um, yeah. So we are looking for donations to um, to support getting those results out there. And we can put that on our the the link to that as well. And is is that? The, yeah, the absolutely. Idea? I'll, I'll send that. I'll send that through. Um, sorry, okay. I don't have the link. No, on no. Me look, right now, people, people won't be able to write all these <laughs> things down anyway. We're going to have to put them down, you know, so they, they yeah, can read them. Fantastic. But the other thing, look, the other thing, as I mentioned right at the beginning, is you're off going out mm-hmm. to not Western Australia but Western Victoria. That's right. Doing a number of forums. Tell us about that because there might be people listening or people who know people who would like to go to those things. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll actually be heading off today for a, a couple of um, trips through central Victoria, visiting Ballarat, catching up some mates from Ballarat Climate Action, um, hopefully visiting some wind farmers. But then we'll be going over first to Hamilton on Thursday. So basically, we're, we're working with some of the, the gas field free community groups uh, who you know, have been campaigning on the, the, the hard fight for to get a ban on um, unconventional gas and fracking in Victoria. Mm. So some of those groups are now interested in talking about, well, we've banned gas. What other options do we have? Let's look to renewable energy. So it's, um, you know, a lot of farmers, business people in, in Western Victoria are really interested to hear about um, what's actually happening in the energy market and those simple questions, okay, what happens when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow? And, you know, we want to look at talking mm. about renewables and energy storage and what are the opportunities for the community as well. And you're going to Hamilton, yep. Warrnambool and, and Portland. And so, Portland. So Hamilton on Thursday night, 7.30 at the, um, the Hamilton and Alexandria um, College, um, 7.30 to 9.30. And then on Friday, we'll be in Portland at 1 p.m. Uh, I just need to check the... I can get the details oh, yeah. through we'll, about we'll, the... We'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, and then that night in, in Warnable. So it's a bit of a whirlwind tour, really. Yeah, like a, like a rock band. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> rock for renewables. We've, we've done that before. Uh, look, it's it, absolutely amazing. Uh, I... So, something that's that occurred to me while you were discussing, I just read something in the newspaper about the Adani mine. Now, mm-hmm. This is taking a slightly slight tangent, sure. but they've done a survey up there, and mm-hmm. they've discovered that there's very it's a very small percentage of people who actually want the government to give subsidies to the mining company. And I, mm-hmm. I suspect if you asked people around, you'd find the same kinds of things about you know relations between policy. And re- renewables and those sorts of things, and that may well be something that your survey will come up with. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have done we have done polling in the past, and there other people have done polling 
you know, of of voters over the last few years. And, and consistently it shows that around, um, you know, upwards of 75% to, to 90% of people generally um, really do want to, the state government to, to take, enact policies that um, bring on more renewable energy. A recent um, poll by the Australia Institute actually found that a whole 74% of coalition voters uh, would support state governments setting their own renewable energy targets. So that's that's a pretty dire sign for the, the Mathy Guy opposition when their stance is to axe the VRET and and just support coal. So uh, there are a lot of conservative voters who who do want renewable energy, and you know we really want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I think, the, the, and this leads me really to to the next question that I want to ask about the the Andrews government must be experiencing a lot of pressure, massive pressure, in fact, from the political class or some fractions of the political class. Certainly from the feds, I think you could say that. And also, I think probably from the electricity industries or the power industries themselves, particularly fossil fuel-based power industries, but also from consumers. This is a little bit of a big question, but consumers see their bills going up week by week. This obviously creates a huge, you know, a, a, a feeling of, you know, what what's actually going on. From your campaign work, and this is really a bigger, a little bit of a bigger question, do you get the sense that ordinary people are preparing more to step up, step forward, to get involved in stuff that they wouldn't be doing, even even from the point of view just be going beyond the consumer, you know, my bills going up, but actually re- making the connections between what you've been talking about, renewable energy getting off the grid, trying to do things differently. It's not just self-interest now. I, I just wondered whether you got the sense as a campaigner that maybe people are kind of trying to look at bigger picture and the future for their, you know, not just their 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 children's generation and the children's children's generation. Is that a sense you're getting that, that people are, are stepping up a, a little bit more? I think that uh, when it comes to people's energy bills, you know, most people, they just want to be able to, like, get a decent service and, and it, it is an essential service. They don't want to kind of, like, worry too much about it. Uh, so in that sense, the, the privatised market is... The privatised re- retail market is very confusing for a lot of people. Uh, so that's that's perhaps one part of that question. On the other hand, there's a lot of buzz and excitement around, uh, you know, solar solar energy rooftop solar community energy energy storage so this is kind of like a a really um interesting direction that that the energy system is heading in where we could see people you know installing solar on the roofs having batteries in their home sharing that electricity um at a neighborhood level so i think there's a lot of interest um from the community in in those kind of things um but there's a lot of roadblocks in the sort of regu- like regu- regulatory roadblocks that that need to be changed, you know, at the state level, at the federal level, in the in the energy market itself. Um, so I think people are really looking for something different, and they're also sick of the failures of um, the federal government and and the privatized electricity system. So that's part of what we talk about in our campaign is, you know, I guess like supporting good interventions from government that actually help to to lower bills. You know, we know that bringing more renewable energy generation on actually pushes down bills over time. It's it's not something that you, you'll hear, um, you know, Josh Frydenberg speak about all too often. 
but that that is what the data shows. So mm-hmm. uh, if we can, you know, support politicians that are bringing on, you know, more renewables, that that is actually going to be good for people's bills. Okay, I haven't got a lot of time. This yeah, is sure. me speaking, you know, for myself and for lots of other people. We haven't got a lot of time. We'd like to do something in terms of your what you would consider to be the thing that we should be doing most. We haven't got time. We haven't got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. What sh- what's the one thing we should do to make an intervention at this point? I would say, um, do you mean on, on renewable energy generally? Yeah. So contact your local MP at the state level, whether they're Labor, Liberal, Independent Greens. Let them know that you're really excited about the Victorian renewable energy target. We're expecting it to come into Parliament, um, you know, in the coming weeks. It could could be at any point. Uh, so just like contacting your local MP and letting them know you love renewables, you're really excited about this policy, you know, whether it's for jobs or for the investment that it's going to bring or just to, cha- you know, clear clean up the energy system, uh, mm-hmm. that that's pretty high impact. And take our survey and that, that's really helpful for us as well. Thanks very much for coming in, Pat, and uh, all the best on your, your road trip and uh, all your other efforts. It's been very interesting talking to you this morning. Awesome. Thanks, John. And that was Pat Simmons. He's the community coordinator for Yes to Renewables, the Yes to Renewables campaign. He's not going to Western Australia. He's going to Western Victoria. <laughs> and we'll put up all those links on our Dirt Radio um, Facebook page and also on the 3CR Dirt Radio page as well. Now I've just I've just got to find uh, where where our uh, promos are. Just, just <laughs> give me a minute here. Here we go. And this is Dirt Radio. I'm John Langer. We'll be back after this. Our annual Radiothon is almost here, and in 2017, 3CR is Radio for Change. From June the 5th to the 18th, we're asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radio for Change. Now, if you haven't got, if you do have, look, let, let me just put it this way. If you do have some time and you've got the energy and you're looking for new ways to engage in campaign work and community activism, there is a once-in-a-long-time opportunity to take a unique workshop, which is being held in Footscray, running for three days. And it starts this Thursday. It's called Nonviolent Creative Action Training and Action Jam. Todd, Glenn Todd, who's the person running the workshop, is a frontline com- environmental campaigner and web guru, and he's put, the one who's pulled the whole thing together. He's mostly located in the Northern Rivers, but happened to be down in Melbourne. Actually, he's organizing this Thursday, and uh, he's preparing the Nonviolent Creative Action Workshop, and I was able to speak to him on the phone on Sunday, and he told me a little bit about what he's doing 
as an activist and also about the workshop that's coming up. Let's just start off with a little bit of a discussion about action skills. I'm calling it an organization, but maybe that's not the right term to use. This is the organization or or the project that you're involved in. Tell us about action skills and what it does and and how it evolved. Yeah, so this is an evolution of a lot of projects um, that I was working on in the past. Um, Started with link directories, um, one called Future Australia, which are uh, documented a lot of um, activist websites and then that moved to a website called Bindari which focused on promoting creatives that are working for positive change and around that time I was doing a lot of experimental collaborative um, projects which is similar to the one that we'll be that we're having on the weekend and then so that evolved then into action skills and the aim is to get more skills into the community uh, by recruiting people but then also um, training people so on the website, there's a lot of resources, um, guides, things like that. And then we're also trying to organize events to uh, get people together and to connect them up. So it's, I guess the way you're describing it, it's really more like a network, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So we run um, different events and then things like connecting people. If I meet people um, that have various skills or they're looking to get involved, then I can sort of work out, you know, uh, what sort of level of radical type approach do they want to get involved in and, you know, are they to animals or in the forest or... Um, so then I can find the appropriate group for them to plug into. I guess I guess network is, is probably a, a good term to use, at least I'm using it today. You're holding a special three-day event here in Melbourne this week and from what I've read, it's a once-in-a-long-time opportunity for people to participate. It's called Nonviolent Creative Action Training and Action Jam. And I'd like you to just tell us a little bit about the event. But before you do that, why the title Nonviolent Creative Action? You make a special point of this on your website. Uh, yep, this is based on nonviolent direct action is a, a philosophy of uh, social change. And um, we really use the word nonviolent quite explicitly so to make it clear that that's where we stand so that people don't misunderstand our direct action and also so we don't attract um, sort of people to work with us who do have different sort of approaches. And I've just substituted the word creative because I really wanted to increase the amount of creativity that's going into direct action work. Tell us a little bit about the event. As I understand, it's it's going to be three days, and it's has basically two different formats. Tell us about this, and you've also got an amazing lineup of of uh, of presenters and and people who are going to be discussing things. And I'm actually wondering how you managed to get them all in the same room at the same time. Yeah, I'm really excited about the amount of uh, people that are coming. So I did a, a call out um, to all my networks and people, and fortunately some of them did sort of follow through with, with more contacts and uh, brought some people together. And then uh, some other people through the that promotion um, then contacted me. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. This is sort of festival sort of event that I want to go to. Um, it's got an amazing lineup. And the first two days will be... Uh, more a little bit more of a traditional format. We've got workshops and presentations and uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, we still have a bit of an experimental edge to what we do. Um, then the Saturday is you're really using the philosophy of learning by doing. And so we'll be forming two teams around two issues. One will be frontline action on coal to stop Adani, and the other one will be with the with WACA, uh, the whistleblowers and Citizens Alliance. 
uh, on the refugee campaign. And then we'll be forming teams of creatives and activists and then actually working on projects. And the aim will be to actually get a, an actual plan for creative action that can be then deployed and actually done on the ground. So it'll be a really rich environment because you'll actually be working with different people with different skills and then you can learn from each other as we do it. In a sense, the first couple of days is a, a little bit more traditional presentation and discussion and then the, the last part is very much a hands-on approach. Yep, yep, very experimental. And the last time uh, I did this, I organised an event called Press Jam, which was uh, in the WordPress community. And we we built four uh, community websites in a day with 30 volunteers. And in a tech event, we had gender balance. And we also had most of the participants had never volunteered before. And most of the participants had never done anything political before. Um, so... I'll be taking a lot of learnings from that, and then, yeah, we'll be also freestyling and experimenting with the people that are there. And tell us about the people that you've got coming to present and discuss things. Just give us a little bit of an overview of who's coming, or who's, who's presenting. Uh, yep, so we've got The Light Wizard, which does really crazy um, psychedelic art at festivals, um, as well as dress-up and performance, and he'll be running some uh, a workshop just on creativity and how to... Uh, express and explore creativity. We've got Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat, which will be talking about her work with um, the Lizard's Revenge and Lizard's Bite Back uh, organising. Uh, we've got Nicola Paris, who does a lot of um, actual non-violent direct action training, but she'll be uh, putting her creative uh, hat on. Uh, Phil Evans, who works at Friends of the Earth, Frontline Action on Call, and a few other organisations that's very experienced in MBDA. Just say that Phil Phil is is in fact our co-presenter at at Dirt Radio, so just put that in there as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've got some creatives to uh, organise um, big collectives like the Tarkine Emotion project that's happening um, through the Broadband Foundation. Yeah, it's really exciting. It sounds uh, really amazing that you actually could actually get <laughs> round these lasso these people together at at the same time in the same room. And one of my big aims is actually networking. So I'm hoping that those people um, network and work and start forming relationships and then all the people that come form relationships because a lot of this work is based on relationships and um, that's one of my mo- um, motivations. Hence the Saturday when we're working together, I find that a really good way to build relationships is to work together. If we're in a sort of training format, sometimes that's a bit hard to sort of make those connections. So really a focus is connecting people so that we can um, work together in the, in the future. More broadly, I just want to ask a question. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to get your point of view. There's so much intransigence, so much corruption. I'm calling it malfeasance in government and in governments of all persuasions and, of course, in the corporate world. Are you getting a sense from your point of view in, in terms of your networks and, and the work that you're doing that people are ready, ready, more willing to step outside their comfort zones and do activism in at a different level than they would have even, say, two years ago? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, our experience at the lead blockade where we had 400 uh, arrests, um, deliberate arrests for nonviolent direct action, you know, doctors, lawyers, farmers, um, even the captain of the Australian Wallabies team, uh, celebrities, like, you know, the whole works. Um, and then we're looking now at the Stop Adani campaign. And uh, Westpac pulled out, um, but we were about to see a mass-scale, diverse 
Australia-wide campaign, um, and that, that's coming as part of that campaign. But I'm really excited just to see the amount of diversity. And, and yes, you've got the the old older people that um, always have been doing activism, and they're still really important. But the exciting thing for me is we're just seeing so many different people from different walks of life, and that's really exciting. Give us the details about the event coming up this week, just uh, where we can find out more information and where it's happening and some times and stuff like that. Uh, yep, so this is going to be held at the Dream Factory, which is the old Lonely Planet uh, headquarters in Footscray, which is a really exciting um, venue to be having it at. It's 10 minutes walk from the Footscray train station. It's at 90 Maribyrnong Street, Footscray. Um, we'll be starting at 9 o'clock. I'm going to about 5 o'clock. The details, any more uh, details is at actionskills.org. You'll find the link through there. Um, and you'll be able to then also book your place. And uh, we were listening there to Glenn, <clears throat> Glenn Todd. He's running a three-day workshop, Nonviolent Creative Action, Training a- training and Action Jam. And uh, as you heard, it's happening starting this Thursday. Todd wanted to make sure that I told people that it's not a workshop just for those already immersed in activism. It's open to all, and particularly he wants to encourage younger people and newer activists to get involved. The role of the workshop is meeting other people, developing connections, and particularly mentoring those who are coming into campaigning and activism. That's it for us. Dirt Radio, that's who we've been. I'm John, and we'll be back next week.